Hey, Brian, how's it going? It's going pretty good. How are you, Evan? Good. Uh, we're back. Uh, episode three of EDH Wrecked, a uh, podcast about finite commander, uh, where we talk about commander that doesn't have infinite combos and sort of what that means and how you play it as a style. Yeah, so uh, today, uh, I don't know if you guys remember from last episode, but we assigned ourselves some homework yep. where we would uh, make a general uh, sort of off of its main sort of builds. Yeah, we were know? calling it play this commander wrong. Play, it's basically just yeah. play it without the typical sort of play the archetypes that it would yeah, have. Yeah. So yeah, you had, different. I believe, Athreos. Athreos, uh, what is it, God Voltron. of Passage? I'm supposed to play Voltron. I have that. Uh uh, I have an idea for it, at least. Yeah. Had... I had Scion of the Ur-Dragon with Dragonless. Dragonless, yes. So, so both of my... I made two builds. Both of my builds are Dragonless completely. Not another... Sweet. I didn't even include a singular All dragon. All right. I was going with, like, <laughs> eh, just don't rely on them. But... Nope. Nope. They're, they're, they're both win conditions based upon non-dragons. Sweet. Okay. So, well, uh, that should be good. I think we're going to save yeah. that for the end yeah. there. But, yeah. Uh, uh, we will get to that, and we'll see what sort of monstrosity we have uh, <laughs> come up right. with, and whether or not it's a good idea or just an idea. Uh, yeah, we'll find uh, out. Well, we want to start with, uh, I guess, um, I don't think this was a suggestion. We have one coming up that someone suggested we do as sort of a topic, uh, probably next week, uh, which was, I believe, uh, beginner mistakes yes. or yeah. things like that. Um, probably next week, because we didn't prepare it for this week. Uh, what we want to talk about this time was, I think, what... We accidentally dubbed the three R's of Commander. The three R's. Uh, rocks, Ramp, and Removal. Yes. Um, just sort of yes. talking about uh, what we run, sort of how much, sort of the, trying to balance that stuff out in your deck. Yeah. Yeah. When you don't, like, when, you, when you're not looking at sort of that competitive environment of the, the LEDs and the, the relying on the moxes and, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's basically, if you're not comboing out, you do have to pay attention to the other person's board state, so you need something. So this is like... Playing things that aren't just counter spells, because if you're just trying to go infinite uh, easily, it doesn't really matter what the other people have. Forceful, thanks. Yeah, unless they have like Glenelendra that can counter your stuff. Uh, you basically just need counter spells to stop them from stopping your combo, but you don't need to say destroy one of their creatures. Yeah, who cares? And the you're removal is because I, you know, I feel, and I'm sure that a lot of people feel when you actually sit down and look about it, is that a lot of people play more of a greedy state of commander where, especially when you're not going combo or not going infinite, where you sort of pile in things into your deck that you may or may not need, but you think you will. So if you build like a vampire deck, you put 36 vampires in it when right. you probably only need 20 <laughs> and you can run six, seven, eight removal cards, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned this, I think in the last episode where I think one problem with removal where not everyone plays it is because you can't goldfish with removal, like, when you're just sort of like, uh, how do these Testing cards interact, deck, yeah. and you're just sort of playing them through as if you're just playing against yourself. Um, you just sort of draw a removal, and you're like, eh, I don't know, something would happen with this, <laughs> and then you keep going, so you don't notice when you really need it till you're playing a game, and someone drops Paradox Engine, and you're like, huh. Yeah. Uh, it'd be really nice if I could get rid of that, uh, <laughs> but I don't know if my deck has any way of doing that. And when I play Mono Red and someone drops an enchantment, well, that's just, I'm screwed. I got Chaos Warp. You have Chaos Warp, yeah. But, like, most decks, you should be if able to... If it's a blue with... enchantment, you have Pyroblast and Red Elemental Blast. Yeah, and I play them both just in case. <laughs> I do as well. Uh, so, like, you gotta, you gotta come up with something. Like, there's really no excuse. Your deck should have 
some way to get rid of them. Yeah, your deck. Yeah. I mean, if you're not in mono red, mono black, you should have a small portion of your deck invested in removing all the other permanents. Yeah, at least one form of them. Because something mean, will screw you over. Like how many times have we played where? Well, it's usually me causing it, but Blood Moon just like utterly wrecks someone, and they're like, "Oops, I have no removal." It's like great. Uh, I now don't have to worry about you because you're completely locked out of the game. Blood Moon, even even annoyances like Propaganda, Ghostly mm-hmm. Prison, you know, two mana may not seem like an, a lot on turn 20, but it can be if yeah. you're trying to get somewhere. Yeah, Smothering Tight, the new favorite oh, card. God. Getting rid of that is, like, there's cards that you'll wish weren't there, and if you can't get rid of them. Yeah, yeah. and if you're in green or white, you have no excuse. As no. far as I'm concerned, especially if you're in white, you should have removal for every permanent in your deck. Yeah. But that's what we're going to discuss. And of yes, course, with so. rocks, we're going to talk about the artifact rocks. And ramp will be mostly the spells that will carry you forward, or creatures, or whatever, that will ramp you ahead of the land game, essentially. Yeah. And so, we'll talk about the land builds. Yeah. So in general, uh, I have a set number of lands I usually play. Do you? I have a variance, but yeah, it's between... Depending on the deck, the lowest I've ever gone is 34, and the highest I go is 39. So it's interesting, because I basically play 34 lands straight out every deck, <laughs> except for my lands deck that runs like 48. <laughs> but I always play 10 rocks or ramp, and that's yeah. how I balance it. So 10 cards are related to simply producing mana, so they're mana rocks or they're ramp, depending on it. And then it's 34 lands, and it, it varies depending. Um, I have a Simic deck that there's like untapped lands, I don't really count those in there. Um, it's trying to generate some things for some X spells, so it's fine. Yeah, when I count but, lands, I only count the lands that produce mana. Like when I put a Maze of Ith in oh, or yeah. a Glacial Chasm, yeah, those are considered part of my do you count, other cards. Uh, Temple of the False Gods. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Terrible card. I can't stand it. I have it in one deck. I run Temple in a few decks, but mostly in green. Because you can get to five pretty easily most of the time. Yeah, I just find it's like you always draw it on turn one. And you're yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Now, my theory is I run I run it based upon uh, what, so it's a weird thing that I do, but I don't necessarily look at my curve. I look at what I want my best play to be and base the mana around that. So if my best play is a 7-drop in my deck, then right. I'm like, how how feasibly quickly could I get to the 7-drop? Yeah. Right. Like, if I'm just going to pull a card out and if... if if temporal extortion or not temporal temporal distortion or whatever the the, the miracle turn yeah yeah the seven drop if that's my best card sure I think in my head how do I get to seven mana the fastest right and then I build my mana base according to that okay yeah, yeah but if I'm playing say well for example my Zada deck runs thirty four lands mm. probably six rocks because but as soon as I get it costs like four, four. Yeah. <laughs> I think well vicious shadows but that's a secondary sure, win but. Yeah. For creatures, yeah. My highest casting cost of creatures I care about is about four. Yeah. And so, and then every spell in my deck is two or less, maybe three if it's a good spell. Yeah, your mana is really just to see, like, you want to be able to play more than one in a turn, but, like... But I'm going to draw into something anyway with those yeah, spells. Yeah, So, um, most of the time, though, I run... My average of land is usually about 37, because yeah. I always find myself wanting to go higher, and then cutting a land or two because I find something good. Yeah. And then I, my minimum rocks is usually six. Um, maximum I run in any deck, though, is about ten. Ten is about the maximum I go to. So you've got sort of a similar... You play slightly more lands, I play slightly more rocks. But yeah. in general, it's about 44 cards in your deck are dedicated to just producing mana. Yeah, it usually comes out to that. Like I said, Zada comes in a little under. 
Uh, my old Riku deck used to come in a bit over, but that's because yeah. I wanted pr to produce as much mana as I could yeah. for the massive My blue Tanifa deck I mentioned last week plays slightly more rocks. There might be 15 because it tries to rely on that when my lands phase out. Yeah. But I think it still has 34 lands because I still need lands. I can't play the rocks if I don't have well, them. Well, getting you your get... general out with only 30 land would be tough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's only a 5 drop, but it's still hard to get there. So it, it depends slightly, but that's that's sort of my baseline. That's what I start with, and then if the demands are there or, or whatever, uh, the play style, uh, I'll adjust it slightly. That's always my starting point. It's, for most decks, my ending point, too. Now, obviously, Soul Ring is the obvious play. We're not even going to talk about that. But what are some of your other favorite rocks that you put in your deck? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, I always like uh, Thran Dynamo and Gilded Lotus. Because usually if you yeah. play them, you can still play other things. Yeah, especially so Gilded Lotus. They don't just eat your turn. You can do a small drop with the Lotus and, yeah. and get away with it, you know? It's um, two for one. Mono Red, I always play uh, Gauntlet of Power and uh, Cage Sun. Because uh, then, uh, not only helping your own creatures, but uh, you've just suddenly got an insane amount of mana. If you're playing X spells, you can do a whole lot. And Gauntlet of Power, look, if you give someone, the other red player of oh, last week that I there was another mono red, and I had like two mountains, a bunch of mana rocks. And if I played it, it was just going to be like, well, I just gave them a game. So like, <laughs> it minutes. happens sometimes, but they had like five land, and I was like, I'm not about to give them 20 mana uh, <laughs> or 10 mana to uh, access. But uh, yeah, so those ones uh, in some decks, like when I play Rakdos, I like the the ones that you can sack, like Hadron Archive, I think it is. Yeah, and then Dreamstone Hadron. Yeah, because. Yeah. Sometimes you just you're later and you're like, look, I don't need ten mana. I need cards. So it's like a secondary. That's why Mindstone I usually play. Yeah. Also because then you can go Soul Ring Mindstone and then everyone can hate you. Oh, the sides <laughs> all come out of nowhere. Okay, <laughs> tryhard. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the funny thing too is that if you watch, like. You know, you go watch a vintage tournament or you watch something like that. Those players wouldn't even bat an eye. You drop three or four cards on one turn, people. Be yeah. Like, Where's the rest? You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Like when we watched a friend of ours play Zer, and you had the misfortune of playing against his Zer. Yeah, deck. yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was two headed giant, which is already not really a good idea. For Turn commander. one Zer after a tutor. Yes, and then uh, he won on turn turn three, but his opponent, whose deck didn't do anything except take extra turns, managed to take an extra turn on turn three. So technically, <laughs> one on turn four. I believe I had two lands out because they had the play and he just comboed out and was like yeah you win or i win and i was like yeah that was a, that was a good game <laughs> that's a good solid so... game of magic thank you for letting me play no yeah. so i mean <laughs> you know i personally i enjoy the ones that you listed i probably put dreamstone hedron at the top of my curve for likes um the six because that's the six, six drop, drop yeah that right? was sometimes so... a little hard to get to but draw three cards is pretty sweet yeah and usually i only run it in decks that have a difficulty drawing cards regularly. So, like, yeah. my blue decks won't have them. Yeah. Uh, my Usually, my mono black, mono green will have the Dreamstone art yeah. drawn. Uh, mono white. You know, the multicolored decks you can find draw with, but I tend to run it in the monos because, especially for black and white, it's hard to find a consistent draw unless yeah. I'm running Staff of Nin or something. 
Yes, which I put in my red deck and have been very happy with. I actually. love Staffanin. I don't know Person. why I haven't played it more often. Yeah, it's a great card. <laughs> trying to convince a uh, guy we know playing Brunaclad to put Staffanim in because I just want him to have like 20 Staffanim tokens. I want him because to one-shot someone with Staffanim. It would be pretty good. Yeah. You'd draw an insane number of cards and you just destroy everything on the battlefield. Just turn, turn, <laughs> animate the Staffanim with Karn, clone it. Yeah. Copy it a billion times. Brunaclad is just like all your tokens become whatever. Whatever, yeah. So you're like, oh, my, I have all these treasure tokens. Uh, staff and Nim. Uh, just start destroying <laughs> things. What are you at? <laughs> you're dead, Staff. Yeah. Like, you just have to kill people before you draw your deck. Or put Lab Maniac in. Yeah, that would be your. Uh, that would be your alt win. But uh, if you have 28 but, Staff of Nins. But you, when you draw that win. second card, it's pretty sweet. Uh, and then you realize, like, wait, this is really good. <laughs> Uh, why am I not playing this yeah. card? <laughs> and it's shocking how often you can just wreck someone's day with one damage. Oh, yeah, you just ping their planeswalkers so yeah. they can never alt. Yeah, get really or, mad at you. You know, kill a Birds of Paradise or something yep. and watch them collapse. You yeah. know, shoot a Mother of Runes <laughs> yep. and just shrug at them. Uh, you yep. want to give that pro artifact? Oh, uh, you can't. <laughs> yeah, it's... it's Tower it's the Magic Street. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for rocks, that's what I do. For ramp... Uh, now for me, there's two different, I know some people consider things like land tax to be ramp, but I'm on the fence about that because it doesn't actually get you ahead. It just keeps you in it keeps the you game. consistent. You can't fall behind on land drops, but it doesn't get you ahead. No, either. unless someone's already <laughs> ramped and then you just have it in your hand, I guess. Like, uh, but for that purpose, we'll count it as such, uh, for ramp. I mean, it all depends on the color. Yeah. Right? Obviously myriad landscape goes in decks that I have that run. Multiple, multiple plant, yes. uh, basics, um, which can only get two of, two the, of the same, same. basic. Despite yeah. a lot of people we play against not, not doing that, reading cause... cards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for like a green deck, if I have green in a deck, guaranteed I have a wood elves. I have uh, probably the firehaven elf, and I'm probably running one of the cultivate. Uh, I always run Kadoms both, reach. but that's just because I have like 12 copies of each one. Well, I have a bunch of copies too, but sometimes I just don't want the slots in there, especially if it's like a three, four color deck. It's just like yeah. I need to fix once or twice. One I like now, of course, I can't remember it, so this is out to uh, everybody who commented that I'm always forgetting stuff. <laughs> uh, the one that's Suspend, whatever it was in. Oh, the Autumn something no the, it's the i don't know i want to say oh search song or search or something for tomorrow maybe search for tomorrow i think yep. that's it you suspend it um and it brings a land into play uh or a basic land um it's like a three drop for one but it's suspend for or three for, turns so well see look now they're gonna make fun of me because i i can't talk uh <laughs> it's like three uh drop but you can suspend it for one and then two turns but it's so good in your opening hand because it just puts you a land ahead not yeah. many people play it no. but even just three for one sure it's not cultivate but it's not bad you get it it's not tapped if you get it on the first turn everything. it's better than cultivate if you get it later on in the game it's no worse than just dropping a wood elf yeah you know? Except it comes into play untapped. So, but, like, yeah. but I don't see that one very often. I always thought it was a pretty good card. It always amounts, I think, in a lot of people's heads to efficiency. Mm -hmm. right? Like when I built when I built my Primal Surge, Goreclaw. Right. You know, the trick was to find enough ramp without running spells. Yeah. And it turns out there's a lot. There's like seven, eight creatures right out of the gate that'll go. And then you search through the weird screwed up yeah, ones. Yeah, you get Solemn because you play Solemn. Solemn, the two yeah, elves. Right. Uh, you got the Silverglade Elemental. You got the Hydra. I mean, you're at five right, right now without yep. even thinking about it. The, I think the Quiron Ranger or something like that goes and gets well, one. Well, there's the one with Echo that I saw recently. Yeah, that's the, the yeah. Ranger. Okay. Um, 
you know, and so all of a sudden you're at six. Yep. You haven't even batted an eye. Yeah, you play uh, Burnished Heart. Burnished Heart, yeah. Maybe not in a mono green, but... No, you can play it in whatever. Burnished Heart can fit wherever. Yeah. But, oh, wait. Oh. <sighs> there we go. Oh. But the, uh, the, the, yeah, so, I mean, and when you're talking other colors, of course, you're re more reliant upon the myriad landscapes, the, uh, the blue one, there's a blue ramp spell that's very good that I like that you never see play, except in Muldrotha, and that's the Dreamscape Artist. Don't know that one off the top of my He's a 1-1 one, one for 2 or 3, I think. It's a wizard. Tap, uh, tap 2, tap it, sacrifice a land, discard a card, go get two basics, and put them into play. No, I can't say I've ever seen that card. Yeah, it's a time-shifted card, or a time, I think it's from Future Sight. Oh, okay. Yeah, Dreamscape Artist. It's a really good blue card, underrated. Right. Um, because discarding a card in blue. Yeah, who cares? You probably should. We're getting two lands in blue, pretty rare. Pretty, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, and sacking that crappy island to go get two more awesome islands. Yeah. Un, you know, even though they kind of believe they come into play tapped, not really a big issue still with, you know, unless you're really jonesing. Yeah. But most ramp is going to bring your cards into play tapped. So. Yeah, and, uh, and with it even uh, mono white. Uh, they have the knight. Dropped anyone, but uh, Zatalpa, his commander, is one an eight drop. Yeah, and the person we know who has it pretty pretty efficiently can get to eight because yes. his deck is slightly dedicated to it. Because you play like uh, the orc, uh, knight of white orchid, knight of white orchid. Yep. You play cage sun. You just play stuff so like it keeps getting more and more. So like oh, your Thran Dynamo turns into. Uh, you know, Cage Sun the next turn. And, and it's not that hard to get to eight despite the fact that White is famously, like, can't ramp. Yes. There's quite a bit of uh, artifacts that you can get there. Yeah, yeah, um, White White the, uh, definitely the needs the help from the artifacts, though. Dowsing Dagger. I love that you card. You just pick the one person who doesn't have any blockers, and away you go. You've got <laughs> three white mana that swing way ahead of everyone. Peregrine Falcon. Yeah. For three. Um... <laughs> uh, the Dowsing Dagger is a superb card. Yeah. I like it in every deck. I, yeah. I don't find... I don't not find a home for that deck. <laughs> or for usually, that card. It usually finds its way through pretty quickly. Yeah. That and the Thematic Compass. Uh, another oh, yeah. Thematic Compass and it's the Junior's really Kite. Because they're not ramp, but they're in the same category well, for me as like land tax. Okay. Uh, like my land deck, I think, has one of every basic. Because if I get color screwed and I have the compass, yeah. I can fix that. Yep. Um, I run I run it in any of my two color decks or less. Most yeah. of the time, I'm running a lot more basics in a one or two. Obviously, in a mono, you're running right mostly. But like even in a two color, I try to lean more into basics, uh, just so I don't get screwed by things that ruin non basics. Yeah, and just so many of them come to play tap that later yeah. in the game, it's just irritating. Yeah, I I definitely play less non basics than you think. Um, like I like the filter lands because they don't come to play tapped. Um, I'm a pretty big fan of the uh, the shocks. Obviously, shock lands are always good times. I don't think I've ever played a shock and not just let it come to play tap. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've but, played a few times. I've played a few times. But more often than not, I mean, you know, if, if I'm looking at my opening hand, and even if I have a play that's not a soul ring, I'll usually play a tap land first. Yeah. Unless it's like a birds or a lane or elf. But if I have a turn one drop that's not going to get me anywhere on turn two, then I'll just let the tap lane come in. Yeah, because you're like, well, I wasn't right. going to use it anyway, and when yeah. turn three, when I want to play a land and play exactly. my commander or something, I'm yep. going to really hate this tap land in my hand. 
if my setup looks like I'll be able to drop my general as soon as possible, if I suffer a bit early, then yeah. I'll do it. So if I have two tap lands and two non-tap lands, I'll definitely bring up those tap lands first. Yeah. And then by turn three or four, that's when you're looking at the meat of your deck anyway, in my mind. Most of my good you know, good plays come up on turn three where you're dropping your good enchantments or creatures that can yeah. actually do something and affect the board. Yeah. And then beyond that, of course, you're just looking to play into pieces. But, uh, but no, that's normally what I go with. And then in red... Your ramp options in red are usually just instants and sorceries. Yeah. And rocks. But yeah. We already covered that. Uh, removal. Removal. You got a favorite removal? Uh, favorite removal card is Anguish Unmaking. Anguish yeah. Unmaking. Yeah, that's pretty good. For um, those of you who don't know, it's one, a white, and a black. Uh, remove target non-land permanent from the game. Uh, or exile, as they call it now. Yep. <laughs> and uh, and uh, pay three life. Instant. Yeah, uh, I honestly don't know because I don't think I play one like more often than not. I like Bedevil, the new one. Bedevil's for my Rakdos deck yeah. because it's just like it's creature artifact uh, planeswalker. Uh, there's the new Golgari one, though I don't have a Golgari deck. Oh, uh, the common one anything. or the no, Assassin's Trophy? No, it's uh, like Casualties of War, where you're just oh, like, choose a land, each? pick yeah. an artifact. Yeah. Like that should be in every deck that can run it. I don't actually have <laughs> one that has that color combination, but it's just like it's decimate except. People can't just like sag it and mess up your whole thing. Yeah. Because they're all separate triggers, they're <laughs> targets. So, um, like that card is is great because you can do anything with it. Um, is it a sorcery? I think it has to be. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. it was an instant, it'd be the best. Pretty terrifying. Card Pretty for terrifying. A very long time. Um, I think my favorite, uh, my favorite wipe. It's not even really a full wipe. It's just a, is settle the wreckage. It's probably my favorite. There's yeah. nothing like the look on your opponent's face when you decimate their army with exile. Yeah, and there's like a worry of like, well, the, but they'll get a ton of lands. But by the time that you need to exile like five or six creatures, they don't want six lands. It's too late in the game. You're usually it's also like, killing something worth it. Yeah. Like Giselle's coming at you with an army of yeah. angels and you're like, nope. Yeah, if it's like turn three or four and five goblins are coming at you're you, not you should probably it. just take <laughs> the damage. Like, don't let... Mono Red just double its mana base. Don't let Mono Red scare you, gentlemen. Ladies. <laughs> Don't let that happen. But, uh, yeah, so sort of like any any spot removal is uh, pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, I mean, depending on your color, you have to reach a bit. Blue, of course, you're looking at the, the one drops, Pongify, uh, Rapid Hybridization. Yeah, actually, there's the best. Uh, the Moon, uh, Imprisoned in the Imprisoned Moon. Imprisoned in the Moon is one of the best removals. <laughs> Song of the Dryads. You watch so many decks. You'll put it on their commander, and they'll go, oh, wait, um, I don't really have a way to, I don't have a way to get rid of this beetle. It's because uh, no one runs removal. <laughs> no, and it's just like, uh, it's stuck. And then you watch the deck just like, uh, what do I do? I really needed my commander, and it's yep. this silly yeah. land. And... I did it to uh, an Audric, uh last night when we were playing, and it shut down the guy's deck for 40 minutes. The rest of the game. <laughs> he did yeah. eventually pull it out in the end because someone rifted and that was just open the door. But yeah. for the first 40 minutes of the game, from the time I dropped it yeah. his general on, he just sat there wondering how he was going to deal with <laughs> not having his general. Yeah. And then there's, uh, then there's <clears> the uh, the golden play that we discovered recently with Vesuva. Oh, yes. So I probably mentioned this. So the other yes. reason that Imprisoned in the Moon and Song of the Dryads are probably the best is uh, the discovery that uh, Vesuva comes in as a copy of a land. So if you have Imprisoned in the Moon on 
uh, as it was when I played it, uh, someone's fur brass yeah, yeah. to stop them from having haste and all my creatures coming to play town. Uh, Vesuva comes in as a copy of the land, which is Urbrask because it doesn't copy the enchantment. So your land comes in as Urbrask. Now you have uh, a 5-4. Which is pretty sweet. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and we've had to play it and be like, go look up the rules. This works. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's uh it's a lot of fun so like those those two are probably my favorite because though they're not instant speed they just they're so disruptive yeah yeah there was a there was the other thing that's disruptive that and you know i'm gonna keep beating this horse until it's dead land destruction i don't know why people don't run more land removal yeah even if it's not you removing basics which i can see being a douchebag move (laughs) uh Land removal is so necessary for getting rid of those utility lands that are just overpowered. Like, you have a deck that runs 48 lands. (laughs) But if I had a spot amount of land removal, well, there's a Kessig Wolf run, and there's a Double Strike, the Boros Double Strike garbage. Yep. (laughs) Kill those. Yeah. No one runs land removal. Maze of If. Your Voltron deck can't get past, because I also have the Lighthouse, so your Hexproof doesn't matter. goes away. And, like, Glacial Chasms, like... I hate the fact that there's this stigma attached to land destruction that you can't play it because you're an asshole, but meanwhile someone will just sit behind a glacial chasm and laugh at you. I usually try to find something that can try to get rid of a non-basic land because you want to disrupt like the, the Urborg um, Cobalt co- uh, Coffers sort yeah, of combo. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, glacial I, chasm, not having an answer for it is... I've been recently really leaning into exile. So in my red decks, I've been running a lot of the exile target lands. Yeah, well, permanent, I assume. <clears throat> no, like there's like a, There's one devoid one that exiles target non-basics. Search oh, okay. your library for all copies of it. But oh, yeah. I ignore that part. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that way they can't recur it with all the room and tap excavators or the, the life from the long right garbage. Yeah. If I just exile that... It's gone. Yeah, so, yeah, it's just, the whole idea is just have something that you can remove uh, whatever sort of threat there is. Instant speed's better because you can stop sort of someone from comboing. But, like, your deck should have a card. There shouldn't be really an excuse. Even Mono Red, I'll run the the Mana Rock that for seven you can exile something. I always say the name wrong. Uh, uh, the unstable obelisk. That's it. Yep. Or uh, if you get desperate, scout from existence. It's a seven drop, so it's hard. But it does exile any permanent. I believe that that's an instant as well. Yeah. So sometimes in red, you kind of need it. Because <clears throat> someone imprisoned in the moon, your commander, and you have no enchantment removal. Scour is my last resort <laughs> uh-huh. when I build a deck. But I mean, red, yeah, red, you're essentially floating on Chaos Warp yeah. as your enchantment removal. Yes. And that is not good. <laughs> it's slightly <laughs> unreliable. It's a bit unreliable, and there's always the opportunity for them to flip something that's more helpful, and yeah. then all of a sudden you're screwed. I've been trying to play lots of uh, artifact removal in my uh, red one, just because there's plenty of it. Oh, there's and so much. Because artifacts just more and more are, are relevant. The, you know, Vandal Blast, Shadow Storm. Um, by Force. I, I just got a Shattering Spree by Force. There's so many just to be like, get rid of them all. Yeah. And there's so many decks that just like don't recover. Well, artifacts, I mean, you kill off three or four of someone's rocks and all of a sudden they drop by like eight mana. Yeah. You know, and that's a heavy <laughs> setback. And then like, I can't cast my commander anymore because I don't have, I have four lands actually. And you're like, eh, too bad. There's been a lot of times where you, I'm stuck on like three or four land and have three or four rocks and just mm-hmm. think, if anyone blows up my rocks. <laughs> I'm just out of this game completely. Yeah. 
But uh, that you know, and that's the thing is that no one, everybody thinks about what they should have in their deck for themselves. Yeah, and not enough people think about what they should have in their deck to stop their opponent. Yeah, everyone plays in their head like they're running a combo deck or like a CDH infinite. Yeah, but you're not. You no. know, <laughs> you're, the majority of kitchen table commander and even like you know tournament commander at in our area anyway is sort of built around the stylings of the, like you said, the finite commander, but keeping it competitive. Yeah. But keeping it competitive is usually equaling greed these days. <laughs> yeah, like, people still play Paradox Engine, they still try to combo, they still yeah. try to they storm. They just um, try to stop it. They just it. do it without infinite, but yeah. you should have a way to stop it. There should be an interruption somewhere in your deck. Yeah. Whether it's uh, as simple as removing a creature, or just stopping the whole combo, or what have you. Time stop? It's a pretty funny card. Great card. <laughs> Great card. The red one? Less good. Big fan of Narset's re- uh, reversal oh, on Isochron Scepter. Oh, Narset's removal is so good for Commander <laughs> because all it does is shut down like the worst card. So it's yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know, Cyclonic Rift. I'll take that. Uh, or, you know uh, Torment of Hellfire. I'll take that. What did you, uh, how much was it for? Yeah. I'll, I'll do that instead. Uh, you know, someone board wipes and is like, Teferi's Protection, like, I'll take the Teferi's Protection, thank you. Like, it's just value. Like, there's no... Even in the state of, like, Teferi's Protection, even if they recast it, you're fine. Cause sure, because you, all your stuff's You already got yours. Like, you already got yours. You don't care yeah. about theirs. It's, it's so good for all the greedy people playing yeah. crazy cards. Merciless Eviction? You got a protection in hand? Yeah, I do. Cast it. I will also. Yeah, that's that. Like yeah. it's a it's a super fun card for uh, for anyone to get get a hold of it. Two blue, same cost as yeah. a counter spell. Uh, copy target spell, return it to its owner's hand. Uh, that's it. I should probably move on, but I want to mention one more is that uh, card. I don't think enough people play is Terminus because it gets around oh, indestructible, <laughs> uh, and it's so good oh. because like there's just it's like I put them all on the bottom. You're like ah. Crap. Yeah. Oh, my commander's gone again. Yeah, and it's like well, it's he's indestructible. Too. Like I don't. Yeah. So like I don't see that very often, but uh, it's uh, it doesn't. It, it you can play it against a black deck, and you're like you don't get back Gary. It's on the bottom <laughs> of your deck. Put it uh, away, buddy. So uh, that one I think should be played more often. Definitely, definitely. There are a couple that definitely should be. Um, yeah. So that was uh, rocks ramp and removal. Yep. Uh, so uh, probably going to be something we'll delve into occasionally. Probably not with as much detail as what we just did for sure. But like, uh, it's always good to touch base on maybe new rocks or revisit some old rocks or ramp or removal that yeah should be running yeah, when, when we think of more. Or maybe we'll make a list of like underrated ones or something mm, in the future. Yeah. But I think we're going to move on to our random commanders. Uh, oh, so we're going to see if we get another 6-6 six, six dragon. We're hoping. We're hoping. Ryan has gotten two now. Do you want to go uh, first this time? So I can get the dragon? Sure, why not? All right, let's see if we can get the dragon. Uh, let's see what we oh, get. Hit that randomizer. It's going. You did oh, get a dragon. Uh, but you sure, did not I get the dragon. I got a 7-7. Elder Dragon. It is the original Arcades. Oh, Arcades look Sabbath. at Arcades Sabbath. Uh, wow. Is he? Now, again, you've always got the screen in a spot where I can't I see. Get, the, your the card is literally behind the microphone. Um, so I can't see it. He just gives your untapped creatures two toughness, doesn't he? He does, but he oh, also but he can, can pump himself. He can fire breathe your toughness. Yes, yeah, so he's a 7-7 seven, so, seven for 7. Yeah, but he's uh, white, blue, black, you know, the normal... No, he's banned. That's green. Oh, is it green? See, I can't see. Sorry, white, blue, green. Uh, And you have to pay one of each of the colors to keep him alive. That old 
uh, upkeep that they don't do anymore. Uh, and then well, your untapped creatures. Just imagine how potent this guy would be without the upkeep. Whoa. So, as long as you are... As, uh, as, as long, long as, as they are not attacking uh, untapped creatures, so as long as they don't have vigilance. Yeah, so this is like they reprinted, essentially, Arcades and just took this idea and made them useful. Yeah. Uh, this one's a little harder, because as long as they're not tapping, so you can't even do things like, oh, we'll do damage based on toughness, because then they're attacking, so it doesn't yeah. even work. Um, he's literally just defensive. Uh, this would be a really hard commander to build, because he doesn't have any noticeable win cons that I can think of. He's a three-hit commander. <laughs> sure, but he <laughs> only pumps it. his toughness, so I guess mm -hmm. you just keep him alive from damage? I'm assuming that back in the day they were just hoping he didn't get fireballed to death. Yeah, like that's yeah. what he's protected against because you can just pump his toughness. Yeah. Um, if you could find anything that was based on toughness, but I don't know what it is, um, it would be better. But otherwise, it's just like a uh, blasphemous act. Oh, just pump his toughness and he lives. <laughs> that's your best bet. To... But uh, uh, like Dark uh, Steel Plate would do that for less. Toxic mana. Deluge? How much are you paying? Yeah. That's seven? I'll go eight. Yeah. Yeah, that's a. He's a. Uh... Uh, I think he gives it to himself, though, as well. Untapped creatures you control. Yeah. So he's a 7-9 when he's just regular, sure. I believe. Like, there's probably... he's He gives all your guys toughness, so he just builds a wall, as I said. He's, yep. like, they redesigned him to be like, well, I mean, this is what he did, but it just wasn't that useful. He'd probably be better in the new Arcadia Sabbath. Arcadis. Yeah, you can play them in that one just to boost their toughness, but I feel like it's the same, like, you're just going to sort of build a wall of creatures that have high toughness and people can't attack you. What you do with that, that's up to you. Um, just just win off of... We're, on, uh, we're in band. There's a lot of things you can do yeah. here. I mean. uh, the most logical one is you'd win off those alternate win con enchantments. So it's like, do I have over 60 life or whatever? Yeah. Over 40 life? Well, I'll just win on that because no one can attack me. Wasn't there an enchantment that gives you life equal to the highest toughness of a creature? There probably is. There's or a few, oh, there's a, there's a wall that does wall. that. Is it so toughness that. or power? I think it's toughness because okay, it's yeah. in arcades. Yeah. yeah, so you could do that and win on Felder, uh, Felder or Sovereign or whatever. Sovereign, there's also the test of test of might or test of time. Yeah, or something. there's a green one that'll give you 20 more creatures. Like yep. Your best bet is probably just to do that and just dirt Approach the second sun. Yeah. And, and then draw seven. <laughs> yeah, just hang out, uh, build a wall, and just try to win one of those ways. I yeah. I think it's the most exciting play. He's definitely not but an exciting general. But he's not really general. an attacker. No. No, he's not an exciting general. I appreciate the fact that we've hit three straight dragons and yeah, three straight Yeah, well, I appreciate leagues. that he's the original Elder Dragon, so I think that's a little more interesting. Definitely, definitely. But I think that that's probably your best bet without really yeah. ever bothering to think about playing this commander. This guy's a propaganda machine. You know, you're just going to drop propaganda, ghostly prison, and right. sphere, and sphere safety. Sphere safety, and, just... and then just be like, my guys are all like one fives. Do you want to pay? You could probably seven? build a pretty good stacks deck just because you don't care. Yeah. You might as well make it sacks. Yeah. You know, Play just freeze people out. War tax. That's been one of your favorites recently. It is. A, I, uh, in my like, next go is Go to attack. Uh, would you like to play eight per creature? Oh, wait. No. <laughs> my next is a deck is going to have war tax and war cadence, the red one, where you uh, creatures can't attack unless they pay X. Or, or creatures block, can't right? block unless yeah. they pay X. So I'll have both and then just <laughs> pick a player who doesn't get to play. Yeah. Oh, are you playing a very aggro deck? Cool. Pay eight per creature. Yeah. Uh, so you could do that, and I said if you if you could find some interesting things, I, I feel like alternate win cons is probably your best bet yeah. because it I just, mean it, the deck doesn't favor doing arcades could probably legitimately just beat someone to death anyway though. I mean he is I mean, an elder look, dragon. You'd get 
a lot of props if you played him and just beat people to death as a seven-seven because he's not built that way. You know like what Nicol color? Bolas, you know what color? You hit someone and they team? lose all their uh, their their, their hands, yeah. and you're doing pretty good. He hits you and you're like, I hey, take seven. Heavy. You know what color that makes for an enchantment though? What finest hour? Sure. Yes. Eight then nine. <laughs> Eight then nine. Ever. All right. Yeah. Eight, so nine. those are your two options. So Brian's going uh, aggro just because <laughs> Bant has stuff to do that, even if he's not built that way. And I'm going uh, dirtle and uh, win on alternate win cons. Perfect. Um, I'll I, roll though. I think we're supposed to do this rating that we always forget about. I'm Fun. Gonna, like a, gonna go with a one. I'd go with like two in. just because uh, you could, if you can get him out, you're probably playing defensive. You could probably do whatever you wanted. As, oh. as long as winning wasn't, like, your thing to do. Um, <laughs> he could, could do probably what? get away as with As long this. as he didn't want to win, because you can't do that with this Yeah, because you're, you're struggling, but you can play your cards. So, I, I, mean, I hope you just like playing magic cards on the ground, because you're not winning. Hey, <laughs> we know some people who do. It's true. Uh, politics. Um, one. Yeah, like, I think politics is just whatever you talk to people about, because I... You could probably yeah. come up with cards the, for it. The general's not innately political. Yeah, hate uh, only if you're playing those alternate win cons and people realize it. Would you get any hate? They just think it's funny you're playing this commander. Yeah, I think that you could really <laughs> get away with not doing anything and just play this and not be affected by anyone. Like, yeah. You read those Reddit stories or whatever where people are like, someone left me alone for seven turns and I was able to do this. It's like, this is the general that you do it with because no yeah. one is going to care. Yeah. They're going to be like, how much does your general cost? Okay. You might be able to make a group hug deck with them. That might yeah, be kind of probably. Fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just go straight planeswalkers and then all sorts of like one ones that become one threes when they just well, that's block so bad. Yeah, you're super friends, right? You're just super friends and walls. Yeah, hide behind it. Yeah, you that could work. Sit too. there. Yeah, that, like see it. Wall of uh, wall of denial just drops down. Oh, 0, that's 10. So <laughs> right out the gate. All right, we're gonna move on. Here comes my random. All right, another <laughs> dragon. Here we go. <laughs> Didn't work. Da, da, da. Oh, oh this is one of your generals. Only because I have to talk about it because I think everyone plays it wrong. Eric's Methus, the Slumbering Isle. He is so good. 12 12 for 4 in Simic. 2 in a green and a blue. Uh, he comes into play tapped with 5 slumber counters on it. As long as it has a slumber counter, it's considered a land. It is not a creature. Whenever you cast a spell, you may remove a slumber counter from it. It taps for Simic. When it's a land. No, when it's not, but... It taps anyway. <clears throat> you're you're only yeah. tapping when it's just... <laughs> a land. I have made a deck with this. I didn't mention it last week. I <laughs> think it's becoming one of my strongest decks. <laughs> it's also definitely the jankiest deck. Um, Your version, I think, is like purposefully janky. You probably build this guy yes. pretty effectively to be like a turn 5 swing for 12 every well, game. Yeah, it's a 12-12, and that's what's... So, because he's a Leviathan, you usually see people be like, ah, oh, I got a Leviathan, I'll make Leviathans. But you could have done that He's before. a Kraken, actually. Or he's a Kraken, so yeah. But all those cards screen. work on... They all do Krakens and Octopus and yeah, things. Yeah, know there's better. You were talking about Thassa. Um, <laughs> but he's not, not good for that, because no. his problem is you have to get rid of those five counters and playing... Nine, ten drops, drops do yeah. not help you get that far. No, he's uh, he's people play him. I find one of two ways. So other than your way, so the other ways that I've seen this guy played is like you said, wrong with the Leviathans. Yeah, it's just sort of that. It's Where a fun theme, but it doesn't really work very. You're well. not actually using your general. No, he's a land. Mostly. You could argue that uh, he produces two, so he's a uh, yeah, he's a he's, free land. He's the Simic bounce land, but. 
But and then the other way I see people run it is with just constant like the the with the cantrips. Yeah. My way I was thinking of building it, if I ever built it, would be just to run like straight removal in blue green and then just right. decimate people's <laughs> boards while I take counters off of arithmetic. Yeah. Arithmetic's very bad against Atraxa, by the way. Yes, turns out. Those be like, uh, proliferate, oh, that slumber counter. Uh, and turn proliferate, that slumber counter. Inexorable like, oh, Tide oh, is oh. the worst enemy of Arithmetic. Yeah, I play it once, and I think well, we get to 40 <laughs> slumber counters before you're like, we're just going to stop targeting it because you obviously. I think I had to destroy my own land. You did. So you I could your own land. Yeah, so I could reset it. <laughs> So, yeah, he does fail against anything with Proliferate yeah. uh, because of the fact that he just needs to get rid of those counters as fast as possible. But you see so many people are like, brainstorm, ponder, you know. Oh, I yeah. got three counters off him already. It's like, that's cool, but you've gotten nowhere except a handful of cards that may or may not work and you're tapped out. Yeah. Like, I don't know. In my mind, I would rather do what you do, which is sort of like the slow approach to it. Build yeah. up, build a board state. So, so the way I play it is uh, sort of weird. I described it as hidden tribal. It's pretty plays cool. plays those weird enchantments like Veil of Birds and hidden gorillas that uh, <laughs> they're like one drop enchantments. And when something happens, they become creatures. Hidden gorillas is a terrifying card. It's so good. It's like <laughs> when an opponent plays a artifact, it becomes a five enchantment, isn't it? I think, no, that one's Artifact, because if someone's Soul Rings, I get it. Oh, that's right. The yeah, Enchantment yeah. ones, I've got two, but I can't remember what it's called. Um, Gibbons, I think. Okay. Uh, so it becomes a 5-3 creature with Trample. So you'll be like, turn one, play it. And someone will be like, turn one, Soul Ring. And you'll be like, all right, turn two, uh, Rancor, uh, hit the guy with Soul Ring for seven. seven. And they're like, wait, what's <laughs> happening? Um, so it's in there because they're they're quick drops. Uh, they're like ones. You can get those slumber counters off. Yeah. Um, but then it's other sort of thing is uh, you exploit untapping. So like the Garrick that untaps two lands. This is the only deck I run uh, Temple of False Gods in yeah. for that reason. Um, if you can untap a couple lands, you can generate tons of mana. Do you run uh, Teferi, the blue the blue Planeswalker, untap four permanents? No, but that's because he spiked in price, and I just he don't did. have one. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't spent it, did. but maybe in the future I'll get one. Um, so I do that because when Arithmetic gets stuck, due to like proliferate or I just whatever, uh, can't get enough. Um, being able to get mana helps. But then its real theme is to exploit having a large power. Yeah. So you play things like uh, Rishtar's Expertise, because uh, it's 12 when he's out. Um, uh, and then you play uh, like Berserk, because you're like, swing 12-12, and they're like, don't block. You're like, all right, Berserk. Berserk's an amazing removal card. <laughs> yes, yeah, like, because you play on someone else. Uh, you. You die. Um, so you play that, and uh, and then just a player dies, and yeah, you have to recast a rhythm with this. But, you know, you got rid of a player. Um when you play like Soul's Majesty, you draw. Um, uh, oh, what's the sack one? Greater Good. Yeah, that one's pretty good. So you, you should play things uh, like that. You should run um, Awakening cards. Yeah, to get the lands. <laughs> you should awaken him when he's still a land. Oh. And then he'll come back as a twelve twelve with counters on him. That'd be pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> um. That's true, because he'd still be a land, but he'd now be a creature, so you could get away with it. Yeah. Um, but then it plays, like, there's a one that you can get sapperlings for the highest power. There's one where you do damage to creatures divided by the highest power. Yeah. Um, I play, like, uh, Pathbreaker Ibex, because it doubles the power. So and you do that, and then you play uh, the card that nobody seems to play, which is Wine of Blood and Iron. It's, like, uh, three to play, I think, four, and you just... 
target creature gets plus X plus zero where X is its power. Nice. Uh, but it doesn't tap it, so you can just keep going. Oh. So you're suddenly like, Arithmetus is a 48, uh, Rishtar's expertise for 48. <laughs> uh, play a card. And this is a deck that, like, if I wanted to, it definitely should have Lab Maniac, uh, Lab Maniac but I refuse to the play it. Because when we talk about cards we refuse to play, that's one of them. <laughs> I legitimately get to points where I'm like, I can't play this card because I will literally deck myself. Um, yeah, I run into that occasionally. But it, it's so janky because it's just trying to draw and generate tons of mana and just play. And then it's like, its usual win is like Overwhelming Stampede when yeah. I have like 60 Sapperlings and Arithmetus is like a 48 power. And you're like, uh, you die. Like, end of story. Um, so it's it's really strange. I had, we're, I mean, we were playing for fun, but at one point, Bane of, Bane of Heroes was like a 2048. <laughs> Um, because I couldn't get anything to do with it. Everyone was just chump blocking it. I just kept doubling its power. Um, the, that was uh, pretty funny. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that this guy, I mean, he's in Simic for sure. He's, uh, he's, so you got defense, you have ramp, you have the ability to take these counters off pretty easily in these colors if you build it right or even moderately right. Yeah. You can have a lot of fun with it because as long as you put in the cards that, like, in my mind, like, just looking at it, I haven't built it yet, but, you know, as long as I'm running the blue suite of removal and clones, yep. you can pretty much do whatever else you want yeah. with the deck. Um, I would have a lot of fun if I had Sakashima. Yeah, uh, I've debated, uh, people have laughed, that I should put Helm of the Host in. Helm of the Host? Because the copies will come in as lands. Yeah. And you'll just generate a two-mana land Constant, every turn. Every turn. Which would be pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, okay, so if we're going down the scale, politics-wise, man, he's not very political. No, I mean, he's a straight beater, and he's yeah. a man of rock, basically. So you got, a you got a one there. Hatred, you're probably going to get hated out a fair bit. Uh, he is a 12-12 that also doubles as a mana producer. Yeah. So I'm going to go with a two on the hatred scale. You're also playing Simic, which can ramp out and counter things, so people yeah. know that it's kind of a dangerous color. So it is. You're in a you dangerous get a little about you. There's a couple alternate wing conditions in there as well. Yeah. You can run Samic Ascendancy, Biovisionaries with clones, whatever you want to do. Yeah. As janky as you want to be, Lab Maniac, which you refuse to run. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Make your own personal choices. Yeah. Uh, definitely, <laughs> definitely lost games because they're not playing. Um, and then for fun, though, I mean, he is fun, as Evan just told us about. His deck is quite fun for being an alternate uh, kind of version of it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. There's a lot to do. It gets sometimes stuck because I just don't get my draw cards. And it's just like, I can generate 25 mana. Yep. I got nothing to do with it. I'd go um, with the two on the fun. It's okay. Like, I don't think he's the funnest general in the world. I mean, hopefully we will randomize into some of the fun generals I in my mind. thematically he's a lot of fun. Because the idea of a land that becomes yeah. a giant creature, the idea of him is really cool. Yes. Um, and one reason I was drawn to him was because he's, he's like as close to the, like the Genyu. Like, he's your first land commander, he basically. He is. He is. Legal land commander. Yeah. So, like... Uh, so I thought that was really cool. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, I think he's a really funny general. I like it when you play him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's quite hilarious when people don't know any of the cards. <laughs> I feel yes. that when me and you like run our banding deck on, against this, it's like it slows the game down by twenty minutes. Right, after twenty minutes, just like, what? What does that card do? A camel. Although, what was the play recently? I did uh, bailed sentry, so it's a yep. one drop. Uh, the next spell that successfully cast. Um, it becomes a creature with converted mana cost uh, equal to, or uh, power and toughness equal to the converted mana cost of that spell. <laughs> and someone casts like Rook there or something, and I was like, sweet, I get like a 6-6, six, six, and you're like, packed. 
I was like, sweet, I get a zero, zero. It just dies. Um, <laughs> so, like, hey, you can have some fun because you can play these weird cards. Nobody plays these weird cards. Um, yeah. I think you should. I think they're funny. I think they're on theme because I said it's hidden travel. Of, uh, the Rhythmethis is th slumbering, so I'm going to have a bunch of cards that sort of slumber, slumber with the trigger. Uh, I have a lot of fun with it. Well, and I mean, that's what, that's what we're here for, right? Is to try to get people into the fun yeah. of Commander. But, but also show that it still works. Yes. Said. Uh, like you said, a 5-3 on turn what's, 2. What's one, I Terrifying. guess we didn't talk about this, is with Arithmetus, is he comes in tapped, but then as soon as the slumber counters are off, he can attack. Like, he doesn't need haste or anything. No. So that's what people misjudge, is you'll have, like, three counters on him. And... You'll just play three, and it's like, boom, you're dead. Yeah. Uh, and people do not expect it. No, when he comes out, it's almost a shock to the system, even though he's been there the whole game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but that's why I really like playing my Atraxa deck against you, because he comes yeah. out when yeah, I want I, to come I, I, He's like, <laughs> I've been thinking with more Atraxa decks that he's probably got to go away for a little bit. Yeah, you know, you got to keep him, keep him hidden until they, the, the, the dies down. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we're going to go into our final segment here, yeah. which is our homework, the uh, play a commander wrong. And yeah. I guess uh, I have two builds. So why don't you do one, then I'll do mine. Okay, cool. Come back to yours. So the first build. So my assignment was Sign of the Earth Dragon. Uh, we figured out his casting cost. We were wrong last time. We were wrong it last time. It was just straight Wooer. Just Wooer. Uh, I had to build him uh, Dragonless. So, my first build is the classic conspiracy build. So, all, all you're right, going to yeah. do is you're going to tutor for conspiracy. Or with, arcane... Uh, I would go conspiracy because it costs five, so sure. I can use brain spoil to get it as well. Okay. I have a few extra options with uh, transfigure... Trans, uh, Transmute. Transmute. Uh, so, I would go conspiracy. Yep. Call everything a dragon. Call everything a dragon, and then I would run, you know, the cards that I was thinking of were uh, Blightsteel Colossus. Now, I'm just going to sure. kill you. <laughs> You're going, in fact, yeah, yeah. It's better than Skittles. It's, it's better than Skittles, so I'm going Blightsteel, Phage, you know. You're just dead. Phage is a good one. You're just dead. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Progenitus was a really good, we were yeah, chatting was, before. When I pitched it to him, I was telling <clears> him Progenitus earlier, but I was like, just, uh, my idea was you just go get Progenitus. It shuffles back in, and you just get Progenitus every time. A 10-10 pro everything is pretty good to kill people with. Yeah. Um, For two, once your guy's out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, I mean, there's all sorts of really neat options. Like, you could uh, you could run uh, you could run anything as little as the Titans. Right? Yeah. Like Sun Titan. I'll turn him right. into a Sun Titan. Yeah, he attacks. Attack trigger. Trigger. Something yeah. comes back. Uh, you know, uh, Frost Titan. I'll ice that. There's a lot of utility there now, all of a sudden. Oh, uh, what's the one that, like... A fleet swallower. Oh yeah, when it attacks, you <laughs> pitch punk. half of your deck. <laughs> um, you could run Island Walk, those stupid serpents that can just get through people. Yeah, you know? And then uh, you could do things like that. You could. Uh, you can get conspiracy fairly easily because you're playing every color. So like, just... you have all the tutors that you need. Yeah. Right. Uh, you have the white tutor for an enchantment. You have idea like there's two white. There's a bunch of black. Yeah. Uh, you can tutor for anything you want. Um, one of the other cards I was thinking was, I think it's called Bane of Bolaged or whatever. Whenever it attacks, Defender exiles two permanents of their choice. Like, it's oh, just so some it's crazy just Eldrazi. Like Annihilator, but not... Oh, yeah, I know that one. Yeah. It's like a 7-6. It's yeah, like yeah. uncommon, and it's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, it's just <laughs> terrible. But, uh... But, you could also turn him into an Eldrazi and just yeah. swing with an Annihilator trigger if you really wanted to be a true <laughs> douchebag. 
Annihilator is not one of my favorite powers. Our house rule is it's always Annihilator 1, no matter what. Now, not when we actually play tournaments. We're yeah. playing for fun at someone's house. It's, like, it's Annihilator don't... 1 because don't be a dick. Yeah. Annihilator 4. Like, oh, come on, man. Annihilator 4 with an Eldrazi conscription on it? Oh, Kozilek. <laughs> How could you? Um, yeah. So those were just some of the options, like some of the fun ones you can do. Uh, you can well, you could switch, flip them into Master of Cruelties, and drop them to one. Ooh, that'd be good, yeah. right? Because you could do it after the attack trigger, so you could get past the one attack if you wanted. But yeah. yeah, yeah, and then or uh, when they're like, don't block, because I don't know why in this deck you would not block this card. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> as soon as Conspiracy hit play, all bets are off. You're blocking that guy every time yeah. he comes through. Um, there's all sorts of options at that point, I think, with, with Conspiracy, everything's on the yeah, table. Yeah, we were discussing that if you turn it into uh, one of the Eldrazi's that goes to the graveyard, but it doesn't have to be in the graveyard to be a copy, so you can reshuffle. So Immediately. You can get back all of the things you used to use. Yeah. you can. One of our chats was that you would trigger it to go get... Uh, like Ulamog. Ulamog, and then you would immediately, with it on the stack, trigger to go get Abyssin. When someone tries to destroy all your stuff. And now you have an indestructible everything, and then it shuffles it back in <laughs> so you can just do it again whenever yeah. you need to. Um, regardless of the build, I would run uh, I would run Hearthstone to drop his activation to one. Right, yep. Yeah. Uh, because what's, what's better than two? that drops it by two, but I think it but only think goes to one. So, one yeah. Yeah. I don't know if there's a way to actually drop it below one. So that seems busted. I don't think there is a zero activation. <laughs> pretty rough. Would be pretty stupid. Well, uh, by our rules, that would that, be going infinite because you could infinitely trigger it. You could, and if you had some sort of thing that triggers off of it to doing something, you could just do it forever. Um, yeah, the rule is just if you can go infinite, it, that's it. There's no like. We well, did it skip. Do we, we actually did skip that rule for Curtis last week. Oh, did we? Yeah, we have you, a guy who built a you weren't core deck. To name drop anyone. Come on. <laughs> We have, a, we have a friend who built an Encore deck, <laughs> and the Encores just bounce damage between each other, and theoretically you could bounce the damage between two Encores infinitely. Sure. But we were just like, do you have a way to abuse that? And he said no, so we don't okay. care. <laughs> like, Josh is like, I don't care. Um, just name drop everyone. Way I will. To go. I will, Evan. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's my build, essentially, is just... You know, not really anything even outside of the creatures. Just looking for the most degenerate shit you can throw in yeah. with Conspiracy. Yeah, and just, just like, what's the worst creature you could tutor out? Yeah, and then just ramming it down their throats yeah. over and over again. Like, yeah. that would be um, my plan. I don't... Uh, Scion says you can tutor for a dragon permanent, but I don't think we ever determined if there's a non-creature dragon permanent There was the not that I'd seen If yet. someone could find one, it's really hard to search for. It is. Uh, that would be interesting for any Scion deck, but uh, I don't... I'd, and another I trick way to change your other permanents. You can't be like, uh, he's a mycosynth lattice and whatever you do with that. Another trick I was thinking about in the Scion deck is on your opponent's turn on its upkeep, uh, turning him into Teferi. Yeah. Everything okay. becomes sorcery speed at that point for them. <laughs> that'd be good. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, that'd be irritating. For yeah. yeah, that'd be super irritating. If you ran like... The Grand Arbiter. Yeah, Grand Arbiter and him and just be like, no, no. Well, yeah. Grand Arbiter wouldn't matter because you only care on your turn. Right. And you're going to change uh, him anyway. Uh, Aven Mind Sensor would be a good one. Aven Mind Sensor's hilarious. <laughs> Response to you searching your library. Aven Mind Sensor. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> or, um, oh, you could just make him the, the Obnixilis. Uh, when Whoa. someone searches, they sack a creature oh and lose 10 life. God, that's After just... the triggers on the staff, yeah. so they have to search. Sky Shroud Claim? Response. <laughs> Obnixilis. 
continue. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. <laughs> yeah, so there's a whole bunch of dirty moves you can make with a with conspiracy. Yeah, the your the deck would be hindered by the fact you have to get conspiracy or the blue one. Or the blue one, yeah. Yeah. I would run them both, but I would aim for conspiracy because I feel that yeah, I feel that you can get that easier. The other one might be a five drop two actually. But four. It's, it's a creature, though, isn't it? No, it's an enchantment. Is it okay? It's from Ixalan. Oh, okay. And I'll continue my trend of forgetting cards. Yes. Yeah. But I know it's from one of the Ixalan sets. But that was my first build. Sure. Uh, so mine was uh, Athreos, uh, God of Passage, uh, Voltron. So it's the, uh, I'll get it right this time, Orzhov God. Um, you got there. That most people play with Shadowborn Apostle. Uh, they yeah one. all the bullshit so, recursion creatures it's like a five four uh, it's the enchantment unless you have devotion and when a creature you control dies uh an opponent you think you choose an opponent and if they don't lose three life yep. you get it back they can choose um, to either lose three life or you can return it to your hand yeah so voltron not really how it's supposed to be built um so it took me a little bit to sort of come up with this because it's like well he's a five four indestructible uh, that's pretty good. He's only really, like, Exile can take him out. Um, I believe he only costs three as well. I think so. Um, but he's, uh, you've got to get the Devotion. So that's part of the problem. So my original thought was, like, are there, like, enchantments that boost, like, True Conviction? And maybe you can, like, blink things so you can have him stop being a creature so, like, no one can remove him. But you can't blink non-creature things, it turns out. Um, <laughs> so, so it wasn't really, so, but that was my first idea. Um so eventually, I uh, settled on sort of a uh, a thing, uh, because no one plays it, which ah. is Bestow. Yay! Which is a great mechanic that no one uses, <laughs> because it is entirely over-costed. Um, but uh, my thought was, well, look, equipment doesn't help you with devotion. So um, equipment doesn't, like, dropping a sword for your Voltron yeah. deck doesn't, great, your guy's still not anything so you sort of do have to branch out so devotion there's 16 uh, cards in that um color and if you don't know bestow is the one where it's an enchantment creature uh it has some ability but you can play again like an insane cost for it to make it an enchant creature um so one like celestial arc arc archon archon uh for seven you can bestow it uh enchanted creature is plus four plus four and has flying and first strike probably the best one but it's still insanely high but one reason it's insanely high is if the creature is gone it goes back to being a creature yeah so what's interesting is if your god is out and it's got like three things bestowed on it and someone somehow kills it like you just all your creatures fall off it's like this weird like it's the it's you know, real Voltron, but like it just fragmented into its pieces. <laughs> it's um, the legs and the arms yeah, are still and there, just sort of floundering around doing whatever. Yeah, I run uh, Chromanticore in yeah. in Ramos. Yeah, same it, deal. Because <laughs> it's pretty good. So there's one another one, uh, Night Howler, uh, for four. <laughs> uh, you can bestow an enchanted creature as plus X plus X, where X is the number of creatures in all graveyards. Nice. That one's actually like probably the best ones. There's one that give lifelink double strike. So um, one I want to ask plus one plus one for each aura you control. How do you get to the devotion to be able to enchant? Well, him? see, so then since I did that, I thought, well, you're just gonna have to play enchantments. So yeah. play your typical uh, like white enchantments, like uh, Nevermore, uh, Gideon's Intervention, Rune Halo, Sphere of Safety. Do that. Uh, also, since you're playing everything as enchantments, because bestows are, uh, you should also just play Constellation. So like uh, Doomwake Giant. Uh, whenever an enchantment comes into play, all your opponent's creatures get minus one, minus one, um, <laughs> and get that devotion. So it's Voltron, but it still would have to play creatures. 
Um, and then you'll have to play things like Oromancer or uh, things that get back to hand, or I figure you'll throw in a Replenish, because if you got a Doomwake Giant and you Replenished, yep. well, good, you just wiped the board and got everything back. Um, and trying to sort of play play off that. Now, you still get the, you'd still get the, the trigger on the, the Aetherios for the, the three life. So you could probably play like Wound Reflection. I figured Exquisite is it? What is it? Uh, Exquisite Blood. The expensive would, one, yeah, would yeah. be a good yeah. one, uh, just to make it a little more painful because you're playing creatures and just look, they're going to pay it. Well, and the beauty of it get is that back. if they don't pay it, you're just returning a bestow effect to your hand. Yeah, and, and then just going you, back on your general. You just play it back on your general. So I thought that would be fun too. Um, you could run Flicker Form. Yep. To save your general. Yeah, flickering out of the way because it gets all the back. auras come back as well. They the auras attached to them flicker as well. Okay, see, I so, don't know if that would actually uh, flicker form actually says it on it. You could run, um, you could run like the instant speed, like Chomano's blessing and stuff like that, where it's like uh, pro blue, it's instant yeah. speed, and it's two devotion. Yeah. Um, so I think just you basically just play enchantments, uh, and you uh, do all your equipment, basically all your equipment. You can play what is it? The I have it written down here. Um, Things like Helm of the Gods, where it's plus one, plus one for every enchantment you control. Things like that you could put on it, because it's just, like, if you're literally only playing enchantments, it's going to be pretty good. <laughs> uh, but play this strange mechanic. It's the only thing I think of that might work, <laughs> and it's maybe not terrible. It's taxing on mana, so when we talked about our ramp and, and stuff, you probably need to increase the It also the mana sounds pretty white-heavy, so you're leaning a little away from black, like... Well, this the constellation. Like I even found this one, uh, Thought Render Lamia. I don't L A M I A. Constellation. Whenever it or another enchantment enters the battlefield, each opponent discards a card, and that's a black constellation. There's a couple in there, so there is it, or you just use it for like toxic deluge and all. You could run uh, responses if you if you don't have the constellations out or don't want to run them. You could do like what I do with my single creature deck and run um, uh, homicidal seclusion. If you only have one creature, it gets plus three, plus one in lifelink. Right. Yeah. And there's also Deadly Wanderings, which is plus two, plus seven in lifelink and death touch. Yeah. So, so like, now you have a death touch and destructible <laughs> lifelink. Yeah. So I don't think it's uh, uh, I don't think what's it's the, the worst What's the white achievement? Plus one, plus one to all non-token creatures in Vigilance. You'd probably need uh, that, too. Yeah. Keep, keep watch. Or yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Like, that would be good. And I said, that was my original idea to get yeah. the devotion and just, like, global. I'm pumps. assuming you're running Replenish. Yeah, yeah, I mentioned that one. Okay, just yeah. like, yeah, because if you could just be like, oops, now you can't get the bestow trigger off that because it's an alternate cost. But they come back. But they still come back. Yeah. Uh, and if your whole deck comes back, then, you know. Seems pretty good. Yeah, Seems I think pretty I don't think good. it's the worst idea. Yeah. Um, I think you could play it, and you might be able to make it work. People I would actually like to build strange. that deck and just like, yeah. see people do it. Right? <laughs> it's just, just like, what? What are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? It's like, yeah, Bustow, he's got double strike now. And you're like, what? Swing with Atrios. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, what do you mean all my creatures? He died. I exiled him with Path to Exile. It's like, yeah, everything falls off and I still have them. Like, what are you talking Bull about? Voltron, baby. It's like, that's how Bustow works. <laughs> um, you could run the white, uh, the artifact that bounces things. If they don't pay three, is it? Or no, that's blue. The one, blue or there's three. Uh, yeah. the gate. Yeah, you can yeah. run that to bounce your bestows back. Oh, your that's true. That'd be a good and one. And then drop them back and then just on. Play Astros. them back on. Yeah. yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it's a decent idea. Actually. Yeah, I think it's quite funny. <laughs> um, so my second build, which was my original thought, so I, I was going to pitch this as my only build, but I thought, you know what? 
might as well introduce like the the classic way that you would run it, but then I'll do this one. So my my sign of the Ur Dragon Dragonless right. is actually five color vampire tribal. Okay. So the <laughs> basis of the deck is to play New Blood with a vampire oat and turn Scion of the Ur Dragon into a vampire. Okay. But New Blood says uh tap a, so extra as an additional cost, tap a vampire. Yeah. Target creature Gain control target creature, it becomes a vampire and replaces all of one creature type with oh. vampire. <laughs> okay. So, so he now tutors He now vampires. tutors vampires and becomes a vampire. And the whole reason I want to do this is because I want to pitch Baron Sanger into the graveyard and then swing as a Baron Sanger. <laughs> right, because I think we were talking about that we're last talking week. About of like, how terrible he is. Yeah, because he's like a seven drop. Yeah, for... you can pitch any vampire to the yard, and if you're in, obviously, five color, you can make it a, like a, just a crazy recursion deck, and you're just living death after you've you know, right, stacked that trigger 800 <laughs> times and then living death them all back out. You know? Yeah, It's like uh, Cabal Coffers, Urborg, uh, seven... I'll put my seven best vampires <laughs> in the graveyard. He's a vampire nighthawk. Yeah. Living death. <laughs> now you have vampires. <laughs> I never thought so, of Sion as a, a vampire lord. But, well, uh, he is now. now he is now. So the whole deck, would, now, unfortunately, the whole deck revolves around a singular card. Was well, the other one so, revolved around two, two singular of them. cards. But at least, even without that, you have threats, because you're five color. And you're still playing vampires. No, I mean in the old deck, at least you still have threats because as soon as you get enough mana, you can just play those creatures anyway. Like, yeah, you know, you just play Phage and she's a threat, or sure. play Progenitus if you got to twenty and he's a threat, <laughs> <laughs> ten. But I mean, vampires without a vampire general, not the best. Like if you're not running on someone who, who goes with them, it's not like a bunch of one one vampires are going to do well. But I feel that if you have a four four dragon who's a vampire, works out pretty well. Yeah, I mean, and since vampires are sort of just Edgar at the moment, because at least be a breath of fresh air. Yeah. I mean, yeah. no one would understand your deck. I always think that when we play, like, the new deck sort of gets through because people just don't get it. And it's people would see. Like, if you play a strange deck, it, it's sort of against archetype. No one knows what you're doing. The only hate, the only thing I would face is the fact that, uh, unlike Athreos, who is a top ranked general, but not. A threatening general, unless you're doing like the Shadowborn, but like, well, yeah, yeah, everyone knows what it is. And exactly. Like, Look, I need to save my removal because I know what your deck does. Yes, yeah. you. It's Scion is unfortunately a threat immediately. Yes, people with Scion decks are usually targeted because you're assuming they're running good things. Yeah, because then they're like swing, and you're like, <laughs> I have no blocks. I assume I die. Yeah, in this case, and then you're pleasantly surprised <laughs> when for some reason you don't. Yeah, when it's like <laughs> Scion attacks. Ah, shit, no blocks. Vampire Nighthawk. <laughs> what? I, well, two. I had one where it was that two-headed giant, and the guy was like, uh, swing Scion. I was like, I don't have a blocker, and my partner didn't have a blocker. And he's like, uh, tutor. And I was like, well, we're dead. I mean, there's the easy combo. Here it comes. Here. And he grabbed, like, the 7-7 seven, seven lieutenant. <laughs> and it was like, take seven. I was like, oh, okay, sure, I'll take click, seven. Click, 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 um, yeah, yeah. I don't understand why. <laughs> Like why didn't just die? <laughs> why are you playing Scion if that's your best play? Yeah, <laughs> but that was my original thought. And I don't think the, the other vampires. ones were in his hand, but maybe that was just it. Like who knows? The two cards he needed were in his hand, and it was just bad luck. But I didn't get it. Evan will never know what's in the mind of that person. No, because I don't even remember who it was. <laughs> I do. We're not going to bring him up. No, no, it was that person's partner. Oh, it was a partner. And I don't know who that is. Oh, yeah, I don't know who that is. Either. Yeah, uh, but. 
regardless, uh, yeah, those were my two builds, was the original good build, and then sort of, like, the real meme build, where it's, like, yeah. vampire tribal. <laughs> and I was, like, I was trying to rack my brain about how to just make it a different tribal. Yeah. But still use Ur-Dragon. Yeah. Like, I didn't want to just build, like, Goblin Tribal and never cast Ur-Dragon. Like, I was like... Right, yeah, where you're just How like, do I... Uh, this commander's the commander, but the whole deck doesn't actually matter. Yeah, yeah. But I was like, how do I actually make Ur-Dragon a part of this deck? Yeah, yeah, that's that's the trick to it. And then I was like, oh, well, I'll just make him a vampire. <laughs> I didn't know there was a card that allowed you to do that. Yeah, yeah, New Blood will, uh, will, will take control of any creature. I was hoping... I had to read it, too, because I was... I was hoping it didn't say that an opponent controls, yeah. but it doesn't. It's just any target creature just becomes a vampire, you gain control of it, and it replaces all of its text of one creature type with a vampire. So, uh, best play will be if someone's playing that for some reason, uh, and st- or you're playing vampires, you're playing Scion, yep. and you use it and steal their Scion. That will be the best play. That would be pretty good. Just, like, I'll just tutor up vampires and you lost your general. <laughs> yeah, double scion, I guess, is the best bet. Because <laughs> you're built to kill that. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, best beer, mirror match ever is yeah. scion on scion, vampire scion. Yeah, and it was like, oh, you got up before me? I'll just steal your I'll just, I'll just new blood yours. I don't need mine. Now, you would also have to run the, like, instant removal or recursion in blue. So you'd have to run, like, Scrivener and, um, you know, that pneumatic wall to get back new blood. Yes. Right. Yeah. Cause you're because next. otherwise you're just doing it once. Yeah. And then <laughs> and you're you're like, like, uh, terminate. Hey, guess he's dead. Yeah, no, we're good. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's an all or nothing because I'm not running any dragons. It's a vampire yeah. travel. So if something stops me, I feel I like there's a vampire play. dragon, but maybe I'm just wishful thinking. I think there's a zombie dragon. I don't know if there's a vampire one. There's like a zombified dragon, 4-4, four, four, I think. Yeah. But maybe there's a vampire dragon. That'd be super cool. Uh, maybe it is. I think Blade. there's a vampiric dragon or something. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's black, black red or something. Maybe. I'll I don't look care. It, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one thing you it's can tutor the, for It's in your the one thing I can... But whatever. He's probably no better than Sion. It's yeah. probably just a 4-4. Four, four. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that's the play. That's my, that was my build. Yeah. Okay. I think that pretty much wraps us up for this week. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, next week, I guess we'll just do, uh, we'll move back to our normal and then we'll have new, uh, new play commander wrong next week. Yeah. So I've got a, I got a bit of a list of ones, but if we burn through them in four episodes, I'm going to really struggle. So I'll probably (laughs) do it like every second episode. (laughs) Yeah. Just to give us some time. Also, it means that we don't have to do a bunch of homework between now and the next one. Um, it is rolling into summer vacation that you lazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, um, try to get a job, okay? Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, and I think we'll we'll probably do sort of that beginner mistakes one that someone suggested yeah. to us. So next week, look forward to this. Uh, other than that, talk to you guys later. Thank yeah, you. See ya.